can go on and says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. If you go, if you take that and you go after 289 and you go before 289, before 289 and saying, you who were dead in your sins and trespasses now has he quickened or made alive. For your former life, you walked according to the prince of this world, according to the path of the, of the children of disobedience. So you were walking in disobedience, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, walking in the passions and desires of your flesh. So they were regenerated people he was talking to there. But, but the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes us free from the law of sin and death in Christ. When we walk in that and we're fulfilling and being a doer of the work, and he said, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Because he's doing that deed. Amen? All right. Everybody clear on anybody? Any other comments on that from anybody? Okay, let's go to the next verse. We might finish for chapter 1. Verse 26. I want somebody to read me verse 26 and 27. John? James 1, 26 and 27. James 126. Yeah, you want to read it? 26. You want to read it? Ben, you want to read it? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, James. Oh, yeah. Don't you read it out here? Read it out of the Amplified. Oh, no. <laughs> Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by this world. That's NIV, actually, Donnie. We might have followed right along. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay. You want me to read it in King James? Yeah, read it out of a real Bible. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, I got it right here. All right, so it says If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religious religion is vain. It is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this: to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Well, that's pretty heavy duty, right? Said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Claire, we already clarified that. That's pretty heavy duty, though, isn't it? So he's saying, who is he speaking to? Is any among you that feels like you're a Christian, religious, which means basically you feel like you're a Christian, but yet you got junk coming out of your mouth? Evidence of your heart. What does he say? If you got junk coming out of your mouth and you think you're a Christian, what does he say? It's worth you work. It's worthless. You're not, you're not really you're deceiving yourself. You're not being a doer of the word. So if, if say, I was going on and something happened and, and uh, jailed, I would say jailed because he's the closest one to you can get to you. I'll hear about it later. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I go and I say some words to Jill that are not edifying and that are maybe ugly or maybe a cuss word or something like that. Then what is what is she to think or anybody else that would hurt you? Man, your religion's worthless. <coughs> Christianity's worthless. You, you're not really a Christian. That's right. You see, so if I got something coming out, so what do I need to do if I had that happen? Admit it. Confess it. 
It's kind of like what we said here, received and grafted word with meekness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a mess. Love because what's it. coming out of the mouth, where's it coming from? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you say, man? His computer's about to fall off. Low battery. You got low battery. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. That, that's a pretty strong scripture. We're around people every day, and I, I know all of you are, you know, you're in the world, you're not of the world, but, but you're going around and you, you, you hear people, whether it's in the store or the gym or wherever it's at, using filthy language, and you, they're just telling you, it's almost like they're telling you, like, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost, you know? And that's what you're hearing, and it, it, it's like the uh, Bible talks about uh, Lot when he was in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he heard those things and saw those things, and it vexed his righteous soul. It's painful, you know, you feel like. And uh, some, some I've even talked to, and they, you know, they, they say, hey, that's just the way I am, you know. And one guy last week told me, hey, I'm going to hell and I know it, you know. Oh, um, that, that's just the way it is. I said, well, you don't really understand what hell is because you wouldn't say that if you yeah. did. You know, but, uh, but you hear that. And that's a, if I got that coming out of my mouth, that's a red flag that tells me right now that my heart's not right with God. That's a red flag that tells you if somebody else's heart's not right with God and they need help. And instead of like just, sometimes you don't even want to go to them because a lot of people feel like, well, hey, that's just the way everybody talks. I go to the plant, I go to work, everybody uses that language. It's just a language that, that people just talk and use. Had one preacher the other day, I heard him preaching. Somebody sent me a video to want me to listen to him. And he said, oh, this guy's a great preacher. He's up there preaching. He's preaching. He says, the only reason people cuss is because they just don't know the word of God. They don't know how to talk like the word of God says. Apparently. No, that's not the case. The reason people cuss is because they got filth in their heart. That's right. that needs, and they need to get their heart right. And some people you can go to, and I've gone to some people, and, and I share with them. I said, man, you got this coming out of your mouth. Scripture is in your heart, and there were, and some of them will respect you and hear you, and even give heed to it. And then others you'll go to, and they'll say, you know, cuss you, you know. So, so, it, it, but you see that, and that's powerful, powerful scripture because it tells the truth of what's going on in the person, in order to sometimes reach out and share with them. Here's a big thing, you know, as well, is that I know, I know, in my life, you know, I'm to, um, I got these shorts on. Anyway, in my life, <laughs> in my life, it separates me from the rest of the world. They say, man, that guy don't need anything. They say, there's no cuss word coming out of his mouth. And people recognize that. Yeah. And then you can really, you can share. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. know, because every, everywhere you go, <laughs> F this and, and cussing this and it's, it's filth. And, they say, and then I would even, even Jay said, well, you never really cussed back, to the, back in the day. I remember I said, are you out of your mind? That's all that was coming out of my mouth was filth, man. And it, it sets me separate. Be be separate. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing. I'm not, I, we're not like the rest. You know, we separate from that. I also cringe when they take the name of the Lord in vain. It's like the worst. And not even, and not even realize they do it. Jesus. Okay, right, now we talked about curse words, taking the name of the Lord in vain. But, but what about, he, he says, um, that he doesn't bridle his tongue. Other things can come out of there too that's not cussing that can be bad too. You know, where you're speaking down on somebody, you know, slandering somebody or gossiping about somebody, accusing another brother falsely, being accused of the brethren. 
you know, uh, those things are, are, are as bad or, or worse because they put curse on you. You can curse your wife, you know, uh, call her name or curse your husband by saying certain things. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, brother. I love that scripture, Don, and, and uh, brothers and sisters. I, you know, I, all the time I repeat that there is, you're deceiving yourself that there's no purity of heart. Yeah. And nothing more could prick the heart yeah. than to visit an orphan. Who, who is an orphan? They've lost their parents. Who is a widow but lost their partner and their other part of them? What could prick your heart more than that? And that is truly what religion is. And, and to be unstained from the world, unstained is the basis of our salvation. To stay unstained, forge ahead. Run the race with endurance. Amen. Amen. Jude said that, I think. Didn't he, Eric? Um, in, in the book of Jude, um, in, verse, um, in verse 21 through verse, um, through verse 25, does somebody want to read that for me? Jude 21 through 25. Keep yourselves in love of God, looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And for and of some have compassion, making a difference. And those saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that be able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence and glory and before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To only what to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majestic domination and power both now and forever. Amen. So he's saying um, to keep yourself in the love of God, number one. He said some have compassion making a difference. And others pull, others say with fear pulling them out of heart, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So you don't get, you don't go get unclean with them. Keep yourself away from that, like what you were talking about, Ben. Another one is this, and this is an important scripture too. In Galatians 6 1, here's another one where you're going towards someone to help someone. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in the fault, and you which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You know, you can go and you can try to help somebody, but you got to be careful yourself not to get in a position or a place that you could be tempted in to, to, to put yourself in a bad position also. 
So hating you, be going to fight over the flesh. Don't put yourself in a place of being kept, tempted, and uh, which is, means to be unspotted from the world. Jesus said, touch not that unclean thing. Come out from among them. Um, I'm sorry, Galatians 6 and 1. Oh, 6 and 1. Yeah. Um, anybody else have something? Uh, what we were talking about, the abundance of the heart and mouth to speak, Jesus said in Matthew 15, is it? He says that it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of his Yeah. In Mark 7, also, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, was it not the scripture I was thinking of? Uh, examine. Huh? Just end up like examining himself. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, this is Kenny Conacher from Alaska. I reached out a few times. Hey, There's Kenny. Uh, All right. Great to have you. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Everybody tell Kenny hello. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hi, welcome. Uh, welcome. Hey, Kenny. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. Hey, Kenny, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's Eric, Kenny. <laughs> well, it's, it's been a blessing to hear the videos and then even being alive. Uh, it's been a blessing, a confirmation in my in my spirit, um, just regarding that there's a small minority out there that are being diligent to the Word of God. I didn't know. If I was going nuts, or if, uh, if you know, I could share a lot of my testimony, but I'll just say that, you know, we're, we're living in dark days, a famine of not uh, hearing the word, the true word, you know, that's pure and lovely. And, you know, there's great compromise. You know, I've been around the country, just in the United States, and some of the churches, I lost count how many churches I visited trying to find them. The church that was declaring truth, and I just go home weeping, like, Lord, I see in your word this, but I go to church, and Jesus. you know, that someone that's teaching says, Don't tell me the sins you're going to commit tonight. Yeah, mm. um, you know, God's forgiven you. And I was like, Where, where is this coming from? I go in and confront them with love, with, with all sincerity, you know, humbly, like. I don't see that in scripture. The guy looks and says, the pastor allows me to teach this. I was like, well, it's not in the word of God. And there's an elder, I just lo and behold, to my right, there's an elder standing there. Like, do you believe this? I mean, if grace, how, how good grace abounds, if uh, grace abounds, uh, you know, because it doesn't give us a license to sin, yeah. because it's to overcome, to be a conqueror, you know. Being a conqueror is overcoming anger overcoming lust and uh, I wanted to add the scripture Psalm 19 14 says Lord may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you uh, Lord my rock and my redeemer uh, I think I'm not sure exactly what translation it might be a new living translation some other translations say it uh, a little bit differently but it's still, still the same idea um, this is a prayer I've prayed you know, for years, just a continual prayer, because the heart of the issue, and the Lord, as you guys know, always looks at the heart, is the secret life in our home, when no one's, no one's looking, um, our thought life, 
you know, uh, the Lord's knowing what's going on in our thoughts. And, um, you know, that's why Paul admonished us to take our thoughts captive. Because you got just that thought, it starts with a thought, and um, which, which could take root and give birth to sin and things like this. But uh, I just wanted to comment just with this scripture regarding the words of our mouth. I had an ex for uh, my ex in a prior marriage. She just cussed all the time. And it like it wearied me. I'd be laying in bed like, Lord, like it would, I just grieved on my part of the words that were coming out because she would profess one thing but be saying something else. How, how can blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth? And uh, I knew something wasn't right. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on it. You know, God knows my heart. Like, just like making an excuse. God understands. He knows my heart. He'll, uh, you know, he does. It's like That's he's going to forgive. It's like, well, if you care what he, what he, if you care about what he thinks and says, you wouldn't want to say something that wouldn't be pleasing to him. And you don't, you're not going to be a light to solve the person next to you or let alone the children that are standing in the room. And um, anyway, I can go on and on, but that, that's just a prayer in the Bible that is dear to my heart. And, um, you know, just being diligent with our thought life, you know. Many thoughts come and go. It's like, you know, it's like antennas. You just, some hit you and they bounce off, or you're just like, well, that's not, you know, that's not, you know, the Lord says choose life, uh, not death. You know, and a, a thought will come, it's, like, it's death. I ain't, I ain't in pain. I choose life, or I choose you. Amen. You're the way, you're the truth, you're the life, your way is way better. What the enemy had to offer, what my flesh craved, it was pleasing. In the end, we did that. You know, it's just like the idol. You, you look at it, oh, a piece of wood, you know, it can keep you warm. Oh, you know, give you food, and you turn around and you bow down to the thing. You know, it's the same thing in life in the modern day. They turned to alcohol. My dad, who died of alcoholism, um, he found, he tried to find life in it. It's like it's lying yeah. to you. Yeah. You're saying there's life there and there's no life. It's a broken, it's a broken vessel. It's a yeah. bro- broken cistern. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, those are my comments. Bless everyone. And uh, I love hearing everyone speak. It's encouraged. It's my heart. So, thank, you. thank you, Kenny. It's great to have you with us. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. Shalom. 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 <laughs> It's, well it's, spoken, it's, it's well always from the heart. It's always a blessing to see uh, to, to meet a new brother, a new sister in the Lord that comes and that the Lord has illuminated and opened their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can look at the, at the commandments of God and the things that we're to walk in, in the Lord as being as being um, a hardship, a heart. Uh, you have to understand that um, just as a father loves his son. Uh, there has to be correction and training in them. And to understand the Lord and His love, when you come into uh, understanding how much the Lord loves us, uh, that He reached out so much so with His only Son, He came and He died for us so that we could be redeemed of all of our past sin. He expressed to us through Jesus Christ he expressed himself, the Father expressed himself through Jesus Christ to us to show him what he was like. And he showed the mercy, the compassion, the forgiveness, the long-suffering, the love, 
on and on so that we could see that and fall in love with Jesus Christ. And when you fall in love with Jesus Christ, you want to know what pleases Him and you want to do those things that please Him. The things that the Lord put to us to please Him, the commandments that He's given us, was not for His good. It, it, was for, it was for our good. Your back is a little better. It was for our good. And, and um, you, you have to come to understand that. And until you do, you, you only look, it's kind of like he, where he said, the law was not made for righteous men, but for the sinner. Because that's the correction, the chastening of the Lord. But when you finally surrender to the Lord and you yes. turn from your sin... And, and you, you have that enjoyment in Christ, you want to do those things that are pleasing to the Lord. Amen. That's why he says the law wasn't made for a righteous man because the righteous man, he wants to do those things. He doesn't want to live after the flesh anymore. He's turned from living after the flesh to live after the spirit. I think so many people just don't understand God. They look at him as a, as a ruler of someone that wants to keep him a bat up on, and every time you mess up, they hit you on the side of the head. That's not what God wants. What God wants is for you to voluntarily say, "Okay, you know, I see what you, I see what you did for me, Lord. I see you died for me. I see you, you, you love me that much, and, and I see that that all the love that you had for me that I, I want to surrender everything to you because I know, I know if I place my life in your hands and I leave the old life that I had." that my life's going to be so much better. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. You know, you can be around, if you're not in the Lord, and you're not reading your word, and you're not uh, seeking after God with all your heart, you can be so deceived because the people around you that you work with, that, you surround you, that you're surrounded with, can have such a, a negative influence on you to get you to think their way, the world's way. It can really get your mind messed up and you start thinking wrongly about God and about your walk in Jesus Christ. But when you, when you really understand the love that God has you as a father for his son or a father for his daughter, then you, then you want to serve God. You want to be pleasing to him. And then you find out, wow, all that time, I thought those things, the commandments and all, were God just being against me. You find out, wow, those commandments were, were not God being against me, but they were... They were good for my life. My life goes so much better now that I don't walk in those things after the flesh anymore. My, my wife and I get along better because there's no, I don't look at porn anymore. I don't, I don't cheat on my wife or vice versa. I don't do those things anymore. And my wife, my life is so much better. I'm not, not, you know, just not cheating on your wife or not looking at porn because the Bible says not to do it, but because it's even good for my relationship. I can't have a relationship with God. I can't have a relationship with my wife. I can't have a relationship with other people if I'm doing ill to other people. You can't have that relationship. So you, instead of fighting against God to try to hold on to your life, if you'll just by faith let go of your life and, and, and say, you know what? I'm just going to give it up. I'm just going to surrender to God. And then you can be so blessed. So blessed, not only in this life, but in the life to come. But, you, but everyone needs to come to that realization. Um, we talk, I see Ben now, you know, in here, and I've I, I seen where he's been for almost 40 years of his life, and he's, what, 41? You know, it was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and ended up in prison and drugs and, and, and all the sex and everything else. And now he's zealous for God. Now to hear him, 
And somebody said, well, he's maybe overzealous. Well, let him go, man. I like to see somebody fired up for God and excited for God. And he's, he's speaking it out. And you don't care what other people think. What a blessing to, to see that happen, you know, with, with, with your loved ones, to see that same thing happening. And I, and I pray that all of our children and all of our loved ones yes. and, and everyone around us, we see the same thing. And wouldn't it be joyous for all of us? Because we, not for us, but for them. Because we want the father wants the best thing for his children or grandchildren or so forth. So that's why we rejoice in the Lord. I'm thankful to have each of you here today. What a blessing it was to fellowship with with like-minded brethren. Uh, Kenny, I, I think Kenny had Kenny has a wife too, doesn't Kenny? I, I, I remember his wife contacted us as well, right, Kenny? Um, maybe I'm asking. Sorry, say that again. Don't you have? Uh, didn't your wife contact me also uh, about coming on? Are you married? Yeah, yeah, I'm married. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I moved on and I'm, I'm married. Um, uh, I can say more about that later, but <laughs> okay. I'm now. I don't think she did. I don't think she did. Um, okay, I think it was somebody else. That was another couple that's supposed to come on. I'm sorry, Kenny. I think it was somebody else. That's okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, but uh, something's on my heart, you know, coming to the, I guess, the, the knowledge that only one truth is, is, as it's clearly stated in your ministry, that um, I remember arriving, you know, the, 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 the point I want to try to make this as short as I can, um, there's so much on my heart that I can share, sure. uh, knowledge Puffs up, but love builds up. There, there's a knowledge of knowing, knowing God. This is salvation. We know the one true God through Jesus Christ our Lord. A knowing, this knowing and having this relationship with Him produces humility. It produces even a grieving heart. You feel what the Father feels when you're reaching out to the lost, the wayward. Uh, people in the, the masses that go to the churches, they're just sitting there just listening. You know, mm -hmm. I'm angry with the people that are on the pulpit. And God has to, you know, pray for them. I'm looking at the people in the in the stands who, who are just lost. Yeah. And so um, I think it's important, at least for me, God was teaching me to, to love, use the knowledge to love, like, because we can use fruit, and it can, you can hit, like, for example, you can take an axe. I'm in Alaska, so I have family that built cabins and just use, you know, a lot of axes and things like this. Wisdom, you can use a dull axe and hit a tree, and it'll just, you won't accomplish it very much. But if you get the right position, the right posture, you sharpen it, and you, you take aim and care, it'll, accomplish its result right right where it needs so you know not only is god just but he's just like we said earlier he's merciful so lord i don't know half the people like someone commented someone's on the side of the street with a sign on i mean, i was privileged to be able to just minister to some homeless people until i actually talked to them and heard their story then i understood and then i knew how to minister to them you know some people they come with broken homes, mm -hmm. years of abuse. And the Lord, you can see the Lord in Scripture coming down and just healing them and restoring them, see? But also, just like another church, they were big on miracles. 
And I went in and I said, the Lord put on my heart of scripture. Jesus went back to the town where he healed and delivered them and condemned them because they still didn't repent. Because mm-hmm. I noticed this church, they were all hammered with this. And I, and I came up the scripture. It's like, that's great. I want to be healed of anything and everything too. But most importantly, I want my heart right with God. Amen. So, anyways, end with that. Thank you again for your, your ministry. Thank you, brother. Great to have you. What a blessing. I'm blessed today. Everybody blessed today? Blessed. Amen. All my burdens. All my burdens. All my touch of Jesus, all my burdens are rolled away, my heart was heavy, with the Lord I
okay. Don't give up. She knows you. She knows who you are because she used to go to the church. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a blessing to be here tonight and to worship and hear the word of God. Yes. And share the word between one another. And Lord, I thank you for opening up ears and eyes to hear and to see of the wonderful treasures that are hidden in these earthen vessels, God. Yes, Lord. I thank you for the testimony for Kenny and for all the brethren, Eric, Wes, David, Colord, and his family, and his wife, Jennifer. Yes, Lord. All of them that are here tonight at the present, God, all the ones on YouTube that joined in with us. Yes. I'm so thankful, God. Yeah. I'm so thankful for your word. Yeah. I'm yeah. thankful for your love, God. Oh, that the world would understand and come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord. That we'd all worship you, Lord, because for your death, you deserve that every person worship you and walk with you, God. May they all see the truth and come to the truth and lose life to really have life. Lord, uh, before you left and went and was crucified, you, you had the Last Supper with your disciples. Mm-hmm. And while you were there, you... You took the bread, God, and you broke it in front of all of them and lifted it up. And you said, to take this in remembrance of me and what I did for you, I want you to remember when you come together, I want you to take this and I want you to eat it, all of you. After they had eaten the bread, he took the cup and he lifted it up and he said, this is, this this represents my body, my blood, the New Testament, the New Covenant that I made with you. And he said, take this, uh, and, and I want you to drink of it, but I, I want you to examine yourselves, the scripture says, to make sure there's, no, there's nothing in your heart to prove your own selves, said, so that you don't drink and eat to, to damnation to yourselves. But he said, I want you to take this and, and drink. This is my blood. This is the body and blood of me. And unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. So he took it and let us drink together. Amen. Brother David, can I ask you to close us in prayer, please, brother? Sure, brother. Let's, uh, let's bow our heads. Father, I just want to thank you for the marvelous time to be together to center around your word, to sing songs, to praise your name, to hear your word spoken, then discuss, to see the spirit lead for people to speak, and for those who reply to it. Father, what a privilege. What a joy. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing upon us, for each of us, for every individual that's watching, no matter if it's later on the, the tape, on YouTube or, or with us live. Thank you for your word that's alive and powerful and sharper than any tears. Yes, Lord. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. We are truly known to buy it. Thank you for your mercy upon us. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Yes, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, brother. Appreciate all your comments and joining in with us. Thank you guys. Love you. Amen. Guys. Amen. Good night. Hey Eric. See you Eric. Love you all. Later we didn't hear much from you, but see you, brother. Uh, Take care. All right, David. God bless you, brother. Oh, bro, I want to shake your paw. You got a, you got a nice beard going here, David. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye-bye.
guys. No ties fine as yours, dog. Yeah. Well, you got sandpaper on your hands. Yeah. That's it, man. We're out of here. All right. That was good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Got Kimmy coming on. Huh? Yeah. Alaska. How about that? Oh, man. We got a lot of places we can go visit, right? <laughs> Somebody, what if you get a crazy oh, start talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> they come, they were there last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, we got some 